Fantastic. Would you like to be seated? And Rafara is going to come up and bring us our reading this morning. Our reading today is taken from Genesis 8, verses 1 to 18. God had not forgotten Noah and all the animals with him in the boat. He caused the wind to blow, and the water started going down. The outlets of the water beneath the earth and the floodgates of the sky were closed. The rain stopped, and gradually, and the water gradually went down for 150 days. On the seventh day of the seventh month, the boat came to a rest on a mountain in the Ararat range. The water kept going down. And on the first day of the 10th month, the tops of the mountains appeared. After 40 days, Noah opened a window and sent out a raven. It, not, it did not come back, but kept flying around until the water was completely gone. Meanwhile, Noah sent out a dove to see if the water had gone down. But since the water was still covered, since the water still covered all the land, the dove did not find a place to light. It flew back to the boat, and Noah reached out and took it in. He waited another seven days and sent out the dove again. It returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in its beak. So Noah knew that the water had gone down. Then he waited another seven days and sent out the dove once more. This time it did not come back. When Noah was 601 years old, on the first day of the first month, the water was gone. Noah removed the covering of the boat, looked around, and saw that the ground was getting dry. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. God said to Noah, go out of the boat with your wife, your sons, and their wives. Take all the birds and animals out with you so that they, can, they may reproduce and spread over all the earth. So Noah went out of the boat with his wife, his sons, and their wives. All the animals and birds went out of the boat in groups of their own kind. This is the word of the Lord. There's a, just a couple of verses from... Uh, oh, I've forgotten what verse it is now. <laughs> Luke 12, verses 6 and 7. Oh, there Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Well, before we have uh, our talk, which Julia's going to do, we're going to have a quiz. So, do you want to introduce us? 
Morning, everybody. Okay, maybe you can see your favourite animal up there. We're going to be thinking about creation. Maybe you can see your favourite animal. Have a talk to the person next to you. What's your most favourite animal or bird or fish or insect? And I'm going to come and find out. What's your favourite? Okay, let's find out what's your, what's your favourite. Can you tell me what your favourite animal is? What's your favourite animal? A, but, a butterfly. A uh, butterfly down here. Any other favourite animals? <laughs> Hannah, tell me what's your favourite animal? Unicorn. Oh, a unicorn, of course. Really special. Okay, let's come over. What's your favourite animal? A hawk. Oh, a horse. That's a nice one, yeah. A hawk. Oh, yeah, much more special. Favourite animal, a hawk. What's your favourite animal? A cow. A cow? Why? Pray tell. Well, they could bring us milk and they, they're very friendly. They are, indeed, indeed. Very friendly. Favourite animal over here? Which? Monkey. I'll say it again. Monkey. A monkey. Are you ever a monkey? Favourite animals are monkeys over here. What about over here? What have we got? Favourite animal? Tiger. Oh, yes. Majestic and powerful. Uh, some favourite animals up on the balcony. Shout them down. Any fluffy kittens up there? Favourite animal, Luke? Josh? Ah, oh, yeah, great fun. A giraffe. Uh, we've got lots and um, well, you might be able to see a few of them uh, up there. So we're going to have a bit of a quiz. Okay, going to have a bit of a quiz uh, and uh, I'm going to give you three options and you're going to stand up uh, with what option you think. So question one, here it goes. The fastest creature in the world is a cheetah. See how on trend I am. But how quickly does it run? Do you think 40 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour, 75 miles an hour? Okay, stand up, stand up if you think it's 40 miles an hour. Okay, we've got some in the balcony. Stand, oh, one or two. Okay, sit down. Stand up if you think it's 60 miles an hour. Okay, we've got a few. Okay, and stand up if you think it's 75 miles an hour. Yeah, okay, let's have a look. Which one is it? Yeah, it's 75 miles an hour. That means the cheetah can run as fast as our cars. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely amazing. Amazing aspect of God's creation. Okay, here's another one. Lions can roar very loudly, but how far away can you hear them? Is it six kilometers away, eight kilometers away, 10 kilometers away? Okay, you know how it works. Right, stand up if you think six kilometers away. That's where I work. Six kilometers away. Uh, eight kilometers away. Oh, we've got some tentative standing. Eight kilometres away. Okay, stand up if you think ten kilometres away. If a lion roared ten kilometres away, we'd be able to hear it. Okay, let's find out, Dave, what's the answer? Yeah, ten kilometres away. So if a lion roared in Yate, we'd be able to hear. Amazing. What an amazing aspect of God's creation. Okay, here's another one. The biggest land animal is the African elephant. But how many hours a day does it spend eating more than the figure up to four hours 10 hours or six 16 hours is a lot of eating isn't it 
not enough time for sleep. Okay, stand up if you think elephants eat for eight hours a day. Oh no, sorry, four hours a day, four hours a day. Ten hours a day. Sixteen hours a day. Sixteen hours a day of eating. Does it sound bliss, teenage boys? Okay, let's find out. Yeah, that's a lot of food. That's a lot of food. And they'll drink up to 200 water bottles. 200 water bottles. 200 litres of water. That is a lot of water as well, isn't it? Okay, let's do one more. Yeah. A tropical stick insect is the world's longest insect. But how long is it? 25 centimetres, 35 centimetres, 65 centimetres. That's it, yeah, work it out. What do you reckon? Okay, stand up for 25 centimetres. Oh, okay. Stand up for 35 centimetres. That's... Stand up for 65 centimetres. That is one long stick insect. <laughs> okay, let's see it, Dave. 35. Oh, I caught you out. Some of you thought there was a bit of a pattern. So that is as long, just, it's even longer than your ruler at school. You know, that's, that's more than a foot. That's a long stick insect. Oh, I wouldn't want to come across one of those. Okay, last one. How many times does the honeybee flap its wings in one second. How many times do you reckon the honeybee? Stand up if you think it's 10 times. Stand up if you think it's 100 times. Stand up if you think it's 200 times. Okay, let's have a look. I think you might be right. Wow. What can you do in one second? Not a lot. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Some amazing aspects of God's creation. Amazing aspects of God's creation. Let's think a little bit more. Okay, let's think a little bit more about God's creation. Let's think back to those two readings that we heard. I wonder if anyone can remember the first line of that reading from Genesis. If anyone can remember. The first line that we heard from Genesis. It went like this. God had not forgotten Noah and all the animals. So there's been this great big flood. Uh, Noah's built the boat. He's collected all the animals. He's gathered his family together. They've been uh, floating on the water for what seems like many, many months. But God had not forgotten Noah and all of the animals. What an amazing thing. When we look at creation, we get an idea, don't we, about what God is like. And then that second little reading that Dan just read was about sparrows, ordinary, tiny little birds. And Jesus said, you know, I know, I know where, where they all are. I know how many they are, there are. That's how much God is involved in his creation. So when I was thinking about this, I was thinking that uh, it's really obvious, isn't it, that God cares for, he loves, he creates his whole creation. Uh, but it's not just God being a creator. 
I want us to think this morning about Jesus rising from the tomb and what that tells us about that God actually is not just creator, he's re-creator. God is involved not just in creation, but recreation, resurrection, rising from the dead. And our response today should be that if that's what God is like, not only is he involved in creation, he's a recreator, then how can we join in with the recreation of our world? So I've got three G's this morning, having shoehorned really what I want to say into three, D, three G's. Here we go, first one. When we look at creation, when we think about all those amazing animals, all those amazing facts, we see God's greatness, we see his goodness, and we see his grace. So the amazing mountains, the fabulous sunsets, is God's awesomeness and his greatness. They are the wow things, aren't they, in creation that point us to our amazing, great creator God. Have you heard this saying that every creation bears the mark of its creator? If you think about a piece of artwork, a painting, a song, they come from the creator, the person that originated that. And so does our world. All the awesome things in creation, the vastness of the universe, the millions of stars in the sky, they point towards God's greatness and reflect his greatness. And we've seen this morning all these gifts, the animals we've thought about, the food we're thinking about, everything in creation reflects God's goodness. And God has given us responsibility for that. And so we should love and care for creation just as God does think about the animals and the insects that we love and supply us with food. That's a sign of God's goodness to us. The softness of a kitten's fur, the colours of the butterfly and the scampery spideriness of a spider. They all demonstrate God's goodness and the variety and diversity in his creation. And lastly, of course, God's grace, which is ultimately demonstrated in God's greatest love, for his creation, his love for us. So grace is where God gives us what we don't deserve. God came to earth and came as one of us to show us just how much he loves and values each one of us. And if God is not only creator, he's recreator. God invites us into that sense of recreation. And God longs to bring renewal and recreation to each of us, just as he longs to bring it into the world. But if we invite him in to allow him to change us, to renew and recreate us, we then become agents of that recreation. And we then go out from here and partner with God in the recreation of the world around us, which is so broken and so in need of God's healing. So as uh, we just take a moment of stillness, let's just reflect on that. When we look at creation... We see God's greatness, we see his goodness, and we see his grace. He invites us to join in with him in recreating, in renewal. He longs to bring each of us renewal. And let's partner with him as agents of that renewal in the recreation of our world. Amen.